Hello, everybody. Welcome to the SideQuest Podcast. My name is Luke. And I'm BJ. Welcome back. I guess, well, back for us. Uh, we had a week off. I was on vacation at the beach. It was really nice. Uh, I don't know what you did for Thanksgiving, but... I basically just went to my grandparents' house, and then the rest of that week, I was like, Matt's out of town. Tyler's probably out of town. Luke's out of town. <laughs> guess I'll just sit on my ass and play video games. Hey, well, it it gives you an, a reason to play video games. Cause That's like, true. Yeah. I, uh, I've gotten to play actually a, a good bit of games, uh, cause I have put a hold on anime. <laughs> um, I'm one, I'm going to watch a couple more. I have a couple shows that are like in my, I want to watch mm-hmm. wheelhouse. So we'll see, but I've been playing a good amount. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess happy belated Thanksgiving to everybody. And, uh, we're, we're getting into that Merry Christmas time now. Yep. Mariah Carey is going to be everywhere did you see her forces did you see that she apparently was on like time magazine's like most important person thingy because of because of every christmas they called her like the queen of christmas and i'm like look i hate that you're right <laughs> but fuck off <laughs> it's a hostile takeover she's not a benevolent queen yeah no she's full on like retail <laughs> oh god dude i'm so glad we never had uh christmas songs in gamestop oh yeah i would i would have killed myself by that point 100 percent we, we sadly, I think we might be getting it at Moe's. We didn't do it. Like, I don't think we've done it years before, but man, if I have to hear Christmas music along with some shitty 80s music, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun. But anyway, BJ, let's start with you. What have you been playing? Uh, well, I have been playing a lot of Shin Megami Tensei Five. Sick. Yeah, it's it's really good. I'm like 25 hours in, and I just got back to Tokyo for the first time because I've been grinding my ass off. Um, but it's it's really good. Like, there's a lot of reports that say it's like Persona but without the heart. But uh, <laughs> I don't really understand that. Uh, it it has a lot more heart than something like Nocturne did. I can tell you that. Well, Nocturne was depressing as fuck. That's true, but Nocturne's story also didn't grip me the way I wanted it to, but this one is firing on all cylinders for me. Super tight. Um, the demons look great. They redid all the models for them. The draw distance, which is something comparable to Pokemon Sword and Shield. You walk around in this big open world, you can see demons like in a different area than you if they're spawned. So that's really cool. Um, I really like the fusion stuff. The, uh, the learning miracles, which is like your efficiency buffs and all that stuff that you can just unlock for your character those are really cool um all the side quests i've done are super interesting and it's just really fucking good the voice acting's good you know everything about it is great and it just like makes me really disappointed in sword and shield once again because it's basically the same thing but better um i'll have more to say on that probably because i have some pokemon hot takes to say but uh, I, I've played a little bit. I'm still in the prologue. I haven't done much. I haven't like, I don't think I've gotten far, but presentation alone, I think this game just kills every other Shimigami Tensei game. Yeah. It out looks the fucking water clean as hell. Yeah. And, uh, like, it, like seeing this really makes me think, well, Persona five, they could definitely port that shit. Oh, yeah, oh, no doubt. Like, yeah, like it's some wizardry they pulled with with five where it's like it shouldn't look this good on the switch, but it fucking does. A hundred percent. Even better on an OLED. Mm-hmm. That vibrant blue hair. <laughs> no, nah, um, it's so good, though, like so far. And I, I'm not even as far as you where like I'm still learning the lore and all the other shit where I'm like, 
all right, cool. So I, I like what I'm playing. I like, uh, the, the kind of like, you know, getting monsters. I like that it's a Shin Megami Tensei game where you can see your fucking party. Yeah. Like, that's been, like, I like that 3 did it, but then, like, all of the Shin Megami Tensei games on the DS and the 3DS, you it's just, just kind of... It's like a JPEG on the bottom it's screen. It's a JPEG on the bottom screen, and it's like, I mean, yeah, these are fun, but fuck off, I want to, like... That's why I always prefer Persona, because, like, Persona was very vibrant and show-off-y. Yeah, everything. it's it's very about the presentation with those. And then this game feels like they took a lot of that Persona, like, style... And then said, okay, but Shin Megami Tensei is more serious. Mm-hmm. And they did that with, because, like, uh, 5's kind of general color palette is, like, uh, gold and black. In, in, this, in like, it's, it's, you know, menus and, like, there's a very clear, like, kind of, like, again, seriousness to everything. Where Persona 3 kind of has this kind of, oh, it's it's nice, but a little depressing. Mm-hmm. Persona 4 is happy, vibrant, with a, a very, dark undertone. Very, like, J-pop. Um, Persona 5 is that jazzy red and like it's it's rebellious this is very much like we're telling you like this is very like it feels very like almost like a a religion or like like a like a like if you took like a book like mm-hmm. a religious book and it's like the gold lettering and it's like very like I'm trying to use the word like ethereal I yeah, guess like it, it's very definitely intentional in yeah. that way because like even when they you go into the shadow world and everything and there's those striking blues, it's still very like, you know, you can tell this is a religious experience mm. sort of thing. So it's aesthetically it's perfect, I think. They they do they do a good job too, because they're already like based on like when you're in Tokyo, not even before you get there, it's very muddled, mm-hmm. muted colors and everything. You're you're already kinda like, ah, oh, this is kinda dark. And it's they do it really well. So like Persona has the vibrancy. This game very much shows Shin Megami Tensei is like it's it's dark. That's one thing that really struck me. Um, not to get into spoilers, but you go back to the school at some point. Yeah, well, you would assume so. And um, like just comparing that to walking around school in Persona Five is like night and day. Even though they basically look like the exact same school, it's, yeah, it's very different tonally. I I that's what I love about this is that like. Because I was worried that Shin Megami Tensei Five was just going to be Persona, but not. Yeah. And instead, they were like, no, 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 we're we're still. There's still a disconnect between these series with, with sure, as much similarities as they can. They're like, no, we're going to show you what Shin Megami Tensei is. Mm-hmm. And I like that Shin Megami Tensei is on the Switch. So anybody who's like, oh, I want a Persona game on the Switch can get not that, but something similar, but also different enough. Yeah. They got I... a taste of, of it with three, if anybody who picked up three. But this is a full-fledged new game, new engine built for the Switch. And we're getting, I think... I don't know if I would consider it in like the game of the year categories, like one of the best games of this year, but I definitely think like, oh yeah, this is this is going to be classic RPG tier for especially for Switch users. Definitely. Um I I know they did it on the DS and the 3DS, but once Atlas has an engine for a console, they'll just remake a bunch of shit. So what I want to see with this is Devil Survivor. Just do one and two as one game. That'd be perfect. I'd be down for that. Just do it like how they did with the Digimon Cyber whatever. Two yeah. games in one. Shit. Perfect. Spe- that That's also a really good game. If you like kind of that like monster catching kind of RPG with very varying, um, you know, parties, mm-hmm. I think that's a good one as well. It's also very similar to Shin Megami because of the fusion stuff that you can do in there. It 
the magic system's pretty similar. So mm-hmm. yeah, like that's another good one to check out if you're liking Shin Megami Tensei Five. But uh, past that, I like I told you yesterday, I just read through all of Tokyo Ghoul in like one sitting. It was very, very depressing, but uh, it was great. And I'm I'm gonna spend a day and read Re on maybe Thursday. So we'll see how much my emotional state changes. Re is thankfully two volumes less, so I think you'll have a little less to read. But it's uh, I think Re is really good and uh. Tokyo Ghoul as its own is very kind of contained mm-hmm. with a little bit of fantastical shit. Re kind of goes a bit further where it's like, yeah, this is anime um, later in the series because uh, they kind of have to have the big climactic conclusion. Right. And so they go, they, I, I felt while well, I like the ending, I definitely felt like, all right, pushing it. Well, not even pushing it, but like you kind of expected it to be again more grounded, even to the end. But they went like, "Oh no, no, they're bigger, bigger, bigger." Mm-hmm. And yeah, the, f- the final volume, I think, or I guess the final like arc, I think is uh, still really good. But it's definitely like not what I was expecting, right? But I still, I still think you'll like it. It's it's got it's still got a lot of character moments. There's some really good, I think, good like character moments with other people. Mm. Kaneki talking with Toga or um, Hinami or Nishikiyama or, or Skiyama and like everybody else where it's like you get yeah Kaneki and uh, Tokyo Ghoul and then Heisei slash Kaneki slash whatever the fuck you want to call him in Re where it's like oh this is really cool like the dynamics are very interesting that's good I feel like in uh, <clears throat> in Tokyo Ghoul there's a lot of like conflict and then the characters evolve on their own without talking to each other so i i'm really excited to see if that changes at all because there's a lot of like kaneki and toka butting heads and then they come to conclusions separately and never really discuss it mm-hmm. so that'll be good to see i yeah, i'm very excited to hear what you want to think of re because tokyo ghoul as it's as its own i so i got i've got finished watching the anime a while back and the anime is definitely not nearly as good. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna experience Tokyo Ghoul, hey dog, look, you're either gonna pay like fourteen ninety nine a month to watch it on a on a streaming service or two ninety nine a month and read it. And that's what I did. Yeah. So I'd I'd say, you know, read it because it's on Shonen Jump's app. Um, I think it's great. There's also two other manga that I started that uh are very young in their lifespan. One of them has three chapters, the other one came out the other day with the My Hero chapter, which we have to talk about. Have you seen that? The new My Hero chapter? Yeah. The fucking traitor? I I still think there's enough for them to go off of where it's like, is it? You know what I mean? Because yes, they yeah. they did that because everybody thought they were just going to... Because the leak said there was going to be a full-on like, oh, they're going to talk about it. And it's like, it was hinted still. But it's it's still very clear like, all right, it's probably this person. Yeah, which I like that we like, to me it makes the most sense without saying who it is. The way like there's so many ways they could explain it and go, yeah, that makes sense. So I'm very interested to see what this means for when, my hero. When I read it, I was just like, how fucking dare you betray the boys like this? Manetta can have his way with you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, past being very upset about that, I started one called Doran Doraron which is kind of a um it's kind of bleach-esque in a way. It's about this kid you that had uh, my attention. 
So essentially, it's like they're demons that appear in Tokyo. Um, they create a special task force called the Samurai that have to stop them. And the only way a samurai can fight these things is they have to have a set amount of spiritual energy. That shit looks sick as fuck. Yes, that. Okay. I think you're going to like it. I'm going to have to add to the favorites. But um, the main character has no spiritual energy, and he's kind of a fuck-up, but all he's ever wanted to be was a samurai to, like, you know, honor his dead mother. Um, So he, he doesn't end up becoming a samurai, but he finds his own way to fight these demons. And it's pretty interesting. I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, and the other one that I've been reading, I think I might've talked about it before, but it's Ayashimon. It's, uh, I think it's Ayashimon. That's what they call the... Yep, Ayashimon. I've been reading that one. Okay, yeah. So I really love that one. The main character is just a massive retard. That <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just like, God dang it, bro. <laughs> it's a total dumbass. He he literally gets into a trouble situation and he says, what would Jotaro do? And then he punches a woman. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> definitely recommend Yashimon. The art is great. Oh, the art, the art is spectacular. I remember when it, when the first chapter got released, like a bunch of different manga artists were like, yo, congrats, dude. Yeah. Like, and they did their own variations. I'm like, that's sick. And that's what, I, that's what made me start reading. Cause I'm like, yo, if, if all these other manga authors are saying, Hey, this guy's good. I'm like, I'm going to check it out. Yeah. The, uh, the frog demon in the first chapter is what really pulled me in. You put a good frog in your manga. I'm in. Why do you think we like my hero? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm actually kind of I, I really dig the Shonen Jump app because of this because I've been reading like manga that like I wouldn't have read. That's why I got into like Mashal, mm-hmm. which like because I was like I was just going through what was on there and I'm like this looks interesting. Hit it and there and it literally is just like it's like what if One Punch Man was in Harry Potter and I'm like fucking read. <laughs> it's yeah, great. like they have stuff on there even from years ago that's out of print now and really hard to find. Like um, me with Black Cat. Yeah, exactly. Like stuff like that. Yu Yu Hakusho is on there, but you, I think you have to buy the volumes for that one. Yeah, well, there's a lot of them. Like same with the Viz Media app. Mm-hmm. Is there some that's on the Shonen Jump app that are, like, or there's some on the Viz Media app that are not on Shonen Jump, but you have to buy the volumes to do it. Yeah, I've been doing that with because uh, I've been watching the anime. And now I said, "Fuck it, I want to read the manga." I've been doing that with Komi Can't Communicate. Mm. It's fucking great, dog. I've seen a lot of memes popping it's up around that. Fucking great, like. I will say this. I know, you know, always support official releases, blah, 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 blah. Watch the fan subs. They're so much better. Um, or just do what I do. Watch the fan sub, but also just have the regular one playing in the background so you get the watch time. So Netflix gets, I'm I'm giving them my official view, but the fan sub is so much better. That's a good way to do it. It's, it. Jesus Christ. Because Netflix, you know how like Netflix puts subtitles? It's just subtitles for whatever the thing is. Right. They don't subtitle like, advertisements or words on like a newspaper or things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Comey can communicate has a lot of speech bubbles or thought bubbles and they don't do those. That's and a lot really of those are stupid. very important because they'll sit there because Comey doesn't talk a lot. And so it's the title of the show. Yeah. <laughs> so like when she says something or, and like the speech will go, she's very nervous in, in Netflix. It just goes Japanese kanji. And I'm like, Horoshima <laughs> I don't know what Comey's feeling now. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Yeah, like you're, you look at it and go, I okay, cool. And so you just move on. But uh, yeah, it it's good. And then the manga is also really good. They Reading the manga and uh, having watched so far where they are in the anime, mm-hmm. fucking great adaption. Like art-wise, everything fits. It still gives that same vibe. Um, 
they somehow were able to make because Comey like what she looks like normally they obviously give her like the the hyper hyper uh stylized like eyes when she's nervous and how mm. she like freaks out and like sometimes she'll sport cat ears i guess because it's a manga and they said whatever which they call to there's one point in where Comey even says like why does that happen <laughs> and i'm like good job um but like they they did a really good job of like page to screen um and so yeah definite recommend for both manga and uh anime that's good to hear i'm gonna have to start that one soon Another one that I, I recommend, which this is the only anime that I can recommend in both sub and dub, because they're two different experiences, mm-hmm. is uh, Kaguya-sama Love is War. Okay. So you watch it in Japanese, you get a very good kind of romantic comedy, it's, you know, the narrator is very serious, kind of explaining what's going on, uh, you know, it's it's got that Japanese sense of humor, and but it's also a, a really fun love story, and you're like, this is great. The English dub, however, whoever, whatever they did and whoever they got a hold of, they were just told, a hey, dog, go nuts. I love it when they do that. And so the narrator is a fucking troll to where he makes legitimate jokes that are full memes. He made the SpongeBob like one month later voice and said like, yeah, they've been at this shit for a while. To where there was a line they said in in the English dub, which made me die, which he, which he goes like, first you start at A, then you get to B, and then when you're at stage C, it means you got some D. <laughs> and I fucking <laughs> lost it, and I was like, I gotta watch this fucking show. That's awesome. So yeah, the English dub is phenomenal, because it's it's meant to be like, a, it's a giant shit post. Mm-hmm. And it, it's fucking great. The English dub voice actors are great. By the way, and, if, and I could be wrong, but... The 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 loser loner pervert character is voiced by Kaneki's voice actor. Oh yeah, so uh, great. I I full, again. It's the voice actors. They got a great. They even they, so I think everybody remembers that Chica dance, like the pink haired girl. Uh huh. Yeah, that whole thing. They even they actually went out of their way to give it English dub lyrics and have the the voice actress sing it. And it's like it's not nearly as good, but you're sitting there going, "This is not bad." Like like. For a, a show that's a giant shit post of an English dub, they actually like effort is put in, and I'm like, this is great. That is awesome. I miss the days of anime song dubs. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> dude. I still to this day, the One Piece rap <laughs> is one of the greatest things that has come out of anime. The four kids, uh, what is it, Pledge of Allegiance or whatever? <clears throat> I see that get posted every year with Sonic and the Ninja Turtles and shit. My, my favorite thing to this day is still, and we've talked about it probably on the podcast, definitely off the podcast, uh, One Piece is like giant scream. Yeah, we, like, <laughs> we did talk about that, at least at Matt's house, where they had to set that guy's family on fire. <laughs> Such good, it's so good. But like, oh man, An- anime is weird. I, I, I'm very interested to see, because like, I'm not... Right now, my main things are like Jujutsu Kaisen, Demon Slayer, and whenever the fuck Chainsaw Man drops. Yeah. And then, yeah. Also, oh yeah, by the way, we might get a new Bleach trailer soon. Hell yeah. Very excited for that Thousand Year Blood War arc. <laughs> Holy shit, I'm so hyped for that. It's about time. But, um, yeah, I'm not really into like the, the seasonal anime watch. Like, I tend to just find a show and say, hey, this looks cool, and stick with it. 
yeah, and, my... and do that because that's what I did with Jujutsu Kaisen because I was hurt. It's great, which it's great. You should watch it or read it. Um, Demon Slayer obviously got hyped to the point of fucking the best-selling anime movie of all time in the in the fucking West. Yeah. So I don't know. What the fuck? There it goes. Um, <laughs> sorry, my screen turned off on the computer. Um, but yeah, like I don't, I don't really follow anime i think like like some people do i mean some people treat it like a like, like fucking a anthony fantano type person where they have to watch everything that comes out and i'm just not about that just watch the ones that you enjoy man like there's some obviously like i like i'm looking at the manga that i own and i'm like oh yeah like fire force i did because it's the soul eater dude eden zeros from fairy tales creator i like black clover i really fucking love tokyo ghoul yeah. Um I've I've got I've got one copy of Berserk. I'm reading through that. That's actually really good. Um but like every single one of these that has an anime, I it's like the only reason I bought these, like the only one that I I bought that wasn't is Mashal. Every other one has an anime that I have at least watched once. Yeah. And like it's because the show was over and I was like I'm going to binge it. Like I don't think I can keep like Comey I can't communicate is what I'm keeping up with. Uh, I guess now I'm keeping up with Demon Slayer, mm-hmm. but, and then the Bleach one, I'm going to fucking, every second that shit comes out, day one, but, yeah, I'm just like, eh, I, I even with video games, like, there's not a lot of games that, like, I, I tend to want to get into the day they come out, unless mm-hmm. they're from the series that I fucking love, like, I'll be there day one on Final Fantasy games, I'll be there day one on Devil May Cry, I'll be there two days early for Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, that's true. We'll, we'll be fucking camping out for Kingdom Hearts. But, like, I even then, like, like Far Cry 6, I bought on a whim. Because mm-hmm. I was, like, I was in a GameStop, like, hey, it's released. I'm like, oh, shit, cool. Same with uh, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl Remix. It was, like, I was in the GameStop, and I went, oh, fuck, right, that's out. Yeah. And just bought them. It's, it's becoming that way for me a little bit, too. Because, um, like, I just have, I guess it's just, like, my taste and my time availability is changing. But, like, I am not super keeping up with everything that I enjoy right now. I'll find one thing and super get into it for a while and then move on to the next. So I definitely know where you're coming from there. That's kind of been high in, in you know, taking content for a while. Like, you saw I bought fucking manga. And, like, right now I don't really care about buying manga. Oh, we got to tell that story, by the way. Uh, Luke got some Tokyo Ghoul volumes delivered to his house while he was on vacation. And I, I live right down the road, so he was like, hey, man, I'm afraid it's going to rain. Can you go pick up my package for me and just, like, hold it in your car until I'm back? And I was like, sure. So um, I told him I would do it that day, and then I went to see – oh, fuck, I need to talk about yeah, that we'll too. Yeah, we'll talk about that too. I went to see Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City <laughs> and then came home and then sat on my couch until, like, midnight, and I was like, oh, shit, I got to go pick up Luke's package. So I pulled on my Demon Slayer sweatsuit. <laughs> and, uh, it's actually a solid like drip. I'm not gonna lie. It is pretty tight. The, he could do the slav squat, <laughs> and with Demon Slayer drip, it's kind of sick. Yeah, I'm gonna have to make that our new. Uh, it's uh, it's what's new, it called? It's the new uh, Instagram post. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, hey guys, new episode out slav squatting for <laughs> Demon Slayer. Yeah, we're gonna have to do that. But um, I came over here to pick up the package, and Luke's driveway is kind of downhill, and you park where your car is like the left side of your car is going to be uphill and the right side of your car is going to be downhill. So I opened my car door and I was like, damn, it's creepy as fuck out here at night. And none of the lights were on because obviously no one was coming home. 
So uh, I open my car door and I leave it open and I walk around the front and I'm like halfway between the porch and my car and I hear my car door slam behind me and I freaked the fuck out because I was like, oh my God, there's something behind me. So I sprinted to your porch, scooped up the package like a football player and then jumped back in my car and peeled the fuck out of here. And then I realized about half an hour later, oh wait, it was downhill. The door just shut on its own and I'm retarded. So that was a fun night. It it's it's funny because like I've had that that feeling every time my parents are out of town. Because me and my brother work at different times. So if he's not home, and I'm coming home, it's driving down that driveway, and the in like the <laughs> house just appears out of the trees. It was like no lights are on. It's and like you're like this is fucking creepy. It's like the opening to The Shining when they're driving up the hill to that big manor. I I've said this before, and I will say it again. If anyone wants to film a horror movie. I think my house is perfect. We could write a horror movie. We probably could. They're not that hard, honestly. Just like a shitty slasher fic? Yeah, and we'd probably make billions off of it. That'd be great. Um, but no, like, it's it's fucking terrifying. But I appreciate you getting the package for me. No problem. It was a fun little story in my belt now. Um, uh, but no, tell me about Resident Evil. It was far and away the best not video game Resident <laughs> Evil thing that's ever existed. That's not that hard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so the way that I've, I've, I've seen it described, a lot of people, like, super hardcore Resident Evil fans didn't really like it, um, which is probably to be expected. Um, but, like, it was obviously more in line with the games than the Alice movies were. Mm-hmm. Um, but how does everyone stack up as, like, who they got to play the characters? So as far as... Leon looks fucking stupid. Leon does not look like Leon at all. Um, a lot of these characters don't really look how you think they're supposed to Wesker is um what's his name Luther from Umbrella Academy <laughs> nice <laughs> and it's a little weird at first but like you know Wesker was a, a huge asshole in the first game an idiot so it kind of fits um like once so, you, sorry I don't mean to cut you off anymore, no, like, what's the story of this because it has Chris Redfield Jill Valentine Claire and Leon and Carlos the story of this is basically one and two abridged okay um, I, I want to preface this by saying I am a huge fan of the games. Uh, it's basically a, f- a whole family event when a new Resident Evil comes out at my house because my dad was playing these, you know, when they were coming out and then that kind of passed on to me and my sister. Um, so I've played pretty much all of them that have ever existed except for like Gaiden on the <coughs> Game Boy. Yeah. But um, the set design was basically just ripped right out of the remakes nice like the rpd building it looks exactly like it does in the games but real good um the the designs of the zombies really take it back to like that traditional zombie look and it's really cool um it's it's really cheesy at some points but that's resident Resident Evil. evil so like the camp is there but it's really creepy when it needs to be um there's there's a couple liberties taken with the characters like you know Chris and Claire are like orphans that were raised in Raccoon and that just kind of gives them a tie to Birkin for later on mm-hmm. but um there was a lot of love put into it like the the whole opening thing with the guy in the truck like hitting the zombie um what happens there is his dog gets out and it's a doberman obviously the Doberman gets out. They're looking for the body. They can't find it because it got up and moved. The dog gets out and eats some of the like blood that spilled out of it. So when the guy's driving into town later, the dog bites him on the arm. 
and then you know he crashes in front of the RPD the RPD building and um the RPG building yeah the RPG building because every game ends with one yeah pretty much <laughs> but uh a lo- that kind of leads into another point Leon is just a complete fucking idiot in this movie and I love it I didn't expect to like that but like it's so good there's uh, do you think they're going to make him look more like traditional Leon like later I think so because they're they're really like harping on the rookie thing in this, mm. but like incompetent rookie, not like child star prodigy type thing. Which is what every Resident Evil character is. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a scene in this where the police chief calls everyone on the station, which is just the stars members at this point, to come into the briefing room so he can explain the situation. Leon comes with them. And he's like, "What's going on, chief?" And then the chief is like, Leon, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Nobody wants you in here. I, when I said everybody, I meant everybody except Leon. Get your hippie ass back to the desk and get a goddamn haircut. <laughs> and it, <laughs> I, Me and my sister were dying watching this. Leon goes back to the desk. He turns on some like hyper pop <laughs> 90s music. It's like, I think it's actual Britney Spears. And he's just like asleep at the desk. The truck crashes in front of the station. Leon has the doors open while it's raining because he's a retard. And then um, there's this shot of the door and the guy driving the truck is just completely engulfed in flames and just waltzes in with Britney Spears blaring. (laughs) And it's the funniest thing ever. Um, I definitely recommend this. All the like guns and like the boxes for ammo are exactly as they are in the game, which was a nice little nod. So, like, if you're into Resident Evil, go watch this shit because it deserves to become a franchise because there's an end credit scene that tries to set it up as one. Is it setting up, uh, like, do you think they're going to get to four? or? God, I hope so. Because, like... I would love to see Leon just stumble his way through that situation. So, is it's the first two games, right? Or is is it kind of also a little bit of three? Because I know Carlos is in the movie, uh, right? No, actually. Oh, he's not? He's not. If he is, then he's like unnamed and dies very quickly. Okay. But um, the do you mind if I spoil the end credits? Are you gonna? I'm gonna watch it, but I don't care. Okay. Well, end credit stuff doesn't really bother me. Spoiling. Okay. Well, at one point in the movie, uh, Wesker betrays Stars to go get the thing from Birkin. Birkin shoots him in the chest. Uh, Jill finds him, and she's like, you know, got a huge crush on Wesker. Well. You know, Chris has a huge crush on her, so like love triangle thing. I I was gonna say, is it is it just like the Resident Evil One game where they all say Wesker's a fucking tool? Yeah, <laughs> Wesker's a massive asshole. Like, cause Resident Evil One, one of my favorite things is literally like Wesker's over here like trying to be a badass, and he dies, and Chris is like dumbass. Yeah, that's that's pretty much exactly how it goes. But um, he gets shot in the chest, dies in Jill's arms, and then after the credits start rolling. Which, this was what really set me off about this movie. Everybody except for me and Bree that were in this theater got up and left as soon as the credits started. We were the only ones to see this in the first showing. Um, But it starts with a basement with a body bag on a table, and then the body bag sits up, and it's gasping and freaking out, and then it unzips itself, and it's Wesker in there. But now his skin is all pale, his hair is like almost white, and he's like, oh fuck, I can't see. So he like falls off the table, crawls over to a corner, and then a woman comes in and hands him a pair of sunglasses. And he's like, oh, shit, who are you? <laughs> and then he looks up, and it's an Asian woman in a 
like a beige overcoat, and she's a little made of Wong. Um, I got plans for you, and she basically dips. So that was awesome. I I was hoping like something stupid with the sunglasses would be like where like he gets up, puts it on, like stares at the camera, and is like smiles, and I'd be like, God, this is so stupid. It was much more pathetic than that, and I loved it. <laughs> Good. I'm. I mean, I'm cool with them making more of this. I know. Uh, was Robbie Amell, uh, Stephen Amell's brother, who Stephen Amell played Arrow. Uh, his brother is Chris. Yes. So I'm. He cool did a great job. Fun fact: He was also Freddy in one of the Scooby Doo reboots. Interesting. Yeah. Um. But uh, he. I think. Yeah. I think when I looked at him, like he's the one who looks the most like the game character. Yeah. Hundred percent. To where I hope we get to Resident Evil Eight and we can see that motherfucker just all disheveled and like old. <laughs> yeah. They. Uh. I think they did a good job choosing like younger actors for this because they can keep it going for longer if they have to. God, or I want hope. To. I. I know it's stupid, but I want to see this motherfucker punch a boulder. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's stupid. I know it's dumb. If this motherfucker doesn't at least attempt to punch a boulder, I'm gonna be very angry. The uh, there is a rocket launcher scene. Fuck yeah, there <laughs> is. Hell yeah. It's the only moment in the movie where Leon is cool. <laughs> I love that they did that because yeah, in the in the games, Leon is like a natural mm-hmm. at things, which again, it's a video game. It kind of has to be. Because if in, if cutscene Leon couldn't survive, then when you play as him, it's like this is weird. Exactly. So like, but I like that in this one they're like, no, no, he's a dork. And then he, hopefully <clears throat> we get the Resident Evil movie where he's like the badass. See, in the way they explain it in this is that his dad was a police prodigy, and at the academy he accidentally shot his partner in the ass, and that's why he got transferred to this ghost town, Raccoon City. So it, they do a little bit to add lore to these pieces, and I I like it. It's different, but not different like Alice different so I think it's a really great balance and I really recommend it alright anything else you want to say about the movie or is that kind of uh, it was fucking great they had just so many easter eggs like at one point they're trying to find a way into the umbrella facility and they find a key ring with like the clover and the diamond and all that shit on it it's just so cool <laughs> well on that note speaking of adaptions I saw Cowboy Bebop how is it? Fucking awful. Oh, Terrible. no. It's one of the worst things. Like, granted, okay, they have the style. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. But they really went out of their way to, like, change things that I guess they felt didn't age well. So Faye is very different to the point where she's almost unrecognizable as a character. Very um, interesting. Well, her, so her whole thing is that she's trying to find herself. when And whether that's with sex or money or whatever. And I'm like, sure, okay. But her, whoever wrote her fucking character wrote her like a girl boss, but not a good one. Like, <laughs> like a gaslight gatekeep girl boss? Not even, no, <laughs> not even that. Like a, a someone who thinks they're a girl boss oh. and in their head, but then out, outside of that, it's like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Like there's there's a scene, and you see it in the trailer where Spike, like, Spike says, can I please kill her just a little bit? And I'm over here going, yeah, do it. Pull the fucking trigger. Um... <laughs> Also, no, no hate to the to the actor. Uh, they they apparently are. It's their first Hollywood role. It's a non-binary actor who they got to play as Ed. But fuck. So Ed is in it. The last episode. That's the last thing you see. Okay. Um. Again, no hate to the actor. They seem cool. Holy shit. It's bad. 
Like, you know how Ed's very, like, wacky and whatever? Yeah, they decided out of everything, that's the one they're going to be most uh, to the point with. See that? And you, well, no, and you know how anime wackiness does not translate to live action? That's why I was yeah. thinking they would keep him out completely. Nah. So. Nah. So uh, it's mm. the fight scenes are pretty pretty all right. I I didn't hate those. They changed the story to a point where I'm like, why? Like, there's the twist ending, which is like, how the fuck would you do that? Um, for monetary reasons. <laughs> well, they're they're gonna do. I mean, unless Netflix cancels it, they're probably gonna do a season two. Yeah. But based on how fucking like ne- how negative it is that like I'm gonna sit here and say this. I prefer Netflix's Death Note over this show. Whoa. Because Netflix's Death Note is so bad, it's good. Netflix's Cowboy Bebop is bad to the point where you're like, why the fuck am I wasting my time with this? That's a statement. I will rewatch Netflix's Death Note because I can at least laugh at it. Like, sure, I think some of the things they did are interesting, but, like, for the most part, like, cinematography-wise, I think Netflix's Death Note is way better than what this shit is. But that's because they got an actual good director who knows that shit, but the writing and the characters and everything else is terrible. But it's also so bad. It's good that you're like, this is some horse shit, but I love watching it burn. Cowboy Bebop just feels like a waste of time. Damn dude. And that's not good. Yeah. That's awful. (laughs) It's like, at least you could be like kind of cult classic bad where like the people who watch it know it's bad. Right. But Like it's kind of campy bad. No, it's just bad. So like, Thankfully, the best thing that came out of this deal is that OG Cowboy Bebop is on Netflix now, so there's no reason you can't watch it. So, there. But, fuck, it's bad. I, I, I like, I, I stomached my way through the whole thing, and I was like, fuck, I want my time back. I hated it. Every ounce of it, I hated it. Again, great actors, but fuck the writing, dude. Holy shit. I think it's very ironic that their mantra for this whole thing was, this is a classic, we can't fuck it up proceeds to fuck it up well like and they had everything going for them where it's like good actors they had the old composer back wow to do all the music that's huge and like they instead of doing like cowboy bebop in like the 80s stuff they were they were gonna stylize it make it their own thing so i'm mm-hmm. like okay seems like they're going to do some interesting things here and then i watched the show and like every high expectation i had gets fucking destroyed greg chun's the best part of the is it greg chun yeah I think that's his name. The actor that plays Spike. I believe that's correct. He's the best actor in the whole fucking show. Uh, Also, the villain... Like, what's the the syndicate villain? The guy with the sword. Um, What's his name? God. He looks like discount, like, Lucius Malfoy if Lucius Malfoy went on a drinking binge and got addicted to heroin. John Cho is the actor. John Cho. Who's Greg Chun? Uh, uh, that sounds a bit racist that I just went with Asian name. Um, no, yeah, John Cho. Who's who the fuck is Greg Chun? He was in something. I could just be getting two really famous Asian actors completely fucked up. Possibly. You looking it up? I'm looking up who the villain is because I can't okay. remember that name at all. It's a. It's not. It's not like a normal. Which vicious. Nobody, I was gonna say nobody's name is fucking normal. Yeah, vicious looks like. If Lucius Malfoy got addicted to heroin and lost his magical ability and instead went and instead got to be a giant weeb. Great. It's I dude the whole show. Like Elon Musk. Yeah. It's fucking terrible, dude. I hated every second of it. 
Greg Chun is a voice actor. That's it. He was the one who did... Oh, no, he didn't do... Oh, what did he do? He, he did was a, in Dragon's Dogma, Hunter x Hunter. Is he... Is Greg Chung the guy who did uh, the Mr. Negative in Spider-Man? Possibly. I'm looking at his IMDb as we speak. He I think that's... I think that's what I got to mix up with. Cause Mob yeah. Psycho, Baki. He's in a lot of shit. The Long Halloween, Hero Mask. Who the fuck was he in Long Halloween? Uh, let's see. You get a lot of silence in this episode. Sorry. Sorry about that, boys and girls. Yeah. Point is, yeah, okay, I mixed up two two people. I th- the thing is, like, I think they legitimately look very similar because, mm-hmm. like, it's they're they're both kind of clean cut, pretty good looking Asian dudes. Yeah. Just one's an a- one's a like a live action actor, one's a voice actor. He was Mickey Chin in The Long Halloween. I don't know who that is because I haven't read or watched that story. He uh he in it was one of the like you know. Bad Chinese characters, I guess. So, but yeah, I, okay, so I mixed those still. But yeah, Cowboy Bebop was terrible. Yeah, that's really disappointing. <laughs> but uh, not unexpected, honestly. Yeah, I mean, Netflix and anime does not mesh well traditionally. Unless it's like an original, because like, apparently I want to start watching that show Scissor 7. Yeah. Because that looks fucking sick and stylized as hell, and I'm like, I'm in. Um, obviously, Seven Deadly Sins has its own fucking giant fan base. Baki exists true um jojo's is on netflix now yeah stone ocean comes out less than a month from now i'm fucking excited for that they uh apparently they're bringing back that beautiful cg for the openings i apparently the opening leaked and i i didn't see it Mm. i didn't watch it but i'm like fuck i'm so excited for that that's awesome i'm gonna have to start watching at the dio fight at the end of part three and just go from there the dio fight and dip yeah Yeah. i'm probably just gonna start watching part four because apparently part five is fucking awesome and part four is fun. So I'm like, I'm just going to skip Stardust. Fuck Stardust Crusaders. It's so boring. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. There's, that's just filler, the anime, for the most part. Apparently Stone Ocean, so I don't know. Stone Ocean? Yeah, Stone Ocean. I don't know much about it, but apparently they do some multiverse shenanigans. And I'm like, fucking great. I think that's correct, because Cannonball Run takes place in a new universe. Yeah. Which I'm 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 cool with that one. I that one seems interesting where it's like somebody bets someone a horse race or some shit. Yeah. And I'm like, this is cool. I've heard a lot of good things about that one specifically, so I'm gonna have to jump back in at some point. Yeah, well that one that I'd have to read very clearly, but like it's not on the Shonen Jump app because they're only up to Golden Wind, I think. Yeah, that's and not even all of it, I don't think. I think they've only gotten whatever they've put out. Because the English actual actual English translation is fucking slow to come out. Yeah. Cause I, I didn't know I didn't know where the fuck Golden Wind was because, like, that had just finished animating, and I'm like, where can I read it? So, yeah. I'm probably I'm probably just going to fucking speedrun through Stardust and say, all right, watch watch a YouTube video that explains the plot, and it's like, cool, four. <laughs> the life of Jotaro Kudo, and then stop as soon as he beats Dio. <laughs> yeah. Stop as soon as he beats Dio, then watch part four, and, and then part five because he's in both. Well, when you start watching part four... Read one seven seven zero one three, and then I'll send you the alternate ending to that doujin that has uh, oh Josuke. yeah, because <laughs> that's my favorite JoJo content so far. I I'm refusing to read that whole fucking thing just because. If you thought Tokyo Ghoul was sad, this will fuck you up. Yeah, no, I I can't I can't handle like some shit because like I was on Twitter and one of the things that I guess somebody had retweeted was 
somebody literally about to fuck this girl. It's an and it's an SFM animation. Then he shoots her in the head, Jesus. and then the porn happens. And I'm like, fuck. Apparently, Netflix is actually animating Emergence. So, uh, if they <laughs> oh, I I heard about that. It's not going to be nearly as uh as pornographic. Okay, so well, they're they're gonna do the main like the story bits more so and like kind of show some shit. Well, like, well, because most Dojin like the sex act happens for like fucking seventeen pages. Yes. When in reality, it's like in a in a normal thing, it just be like a couple sentences. You know, we're out. Speaking of which, I tried to find some good Tokyo Ghoul ones, and they're all just yaoi. I don't want to see Kaneki and the Gourmet. <clears throat> that is not a good ship. No, that's very abusive and terrible. <laughs> Because it always is probably going to end with him eating him. A hundred percent. No, I mean, there's there's not. There, Tokyo Ghoul doesn't have a lot of good, like, even, like, hentai, I think. Because your options are Toka, Hinami, and, like, the redhead chick who runs the bar. Yeah, I mean, That's I would... pretty be, much it. I would be fine with Yaoi, as long as it was, like, Yomo and Uta. <laughs> That's what I want to see. <laughs> man, well, it's not really Yaoi content, but, man, you're going to love Ri. Oh, boy. <laughs> It's oh well, again, it's not Yaoi, but like they actually, they actually give more uh, backstory to that that brotherhood kind of relationship. That's nice. It's really good. It I I fucking love Yuta. He's a great character. Um, but yeah, no, I dude, yeah, anime is weird. But um, have you been playing anything else? Nah, man. What have you been up to? Forty five minutes fucking later. <laughs> Pokemon is what I've been up to. No, I've uh, I've watched a bit of anime. I watched Seven Deadly Sins. Uh, How far did you get in that? I'm almost I'm almost done with the Ten Commandments. Nice. I didn't watch too much at the at the uh, during the vacation. Like anytime I went to the workout room, I put it on. But that was about it. Mm. I'm probably gonna finish that and then take a break before I watch the next two seasons. Um, but I watched a little bit more of Bleach, so I'm in I'm in the Arankar area we finally like Orihima got captured and Ichigo was like no fuck I got a rescuer and they're like don't do it Ichigo you need to train more he's like fuck you and dips. I'll, do, I'll figure it out on the day like I always do he's like I'll <laughs> fucking do it later and then he runs so yeah we're there um and then I, I decided to put that on hold again because like I the thing with Bleach is I have to really be into it to really watch it like I love Bleach but like there's sometimes I'm like <sighs> filler <laughs> I saw a very Same good with Naruto where I'm like, God dang it. Naruto's hard to get through if you don't have a watch guide. But um, I saw a very good meme the other day from Bleach. First one I've seen in a long time where it was uh, it said every time Ichigo goes to the Soul Society, it's that picture of the kid running down the hallway with a levitating guy behind him. And it was just Kenpachi's face over it. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. No, that's honestly true. Anytime Kenpachi, Kenpachi will just show up. He's like. I love his like his his thing is like why are you helping Ichigo? Because no one's gonna kill him but me. <laughs> and I'm like fucking all right, sweet. He's like if the gourmet wasn't a massive asshole. Yeah, well, because Kimpachi's great. Yeah, everybody lo- everybody loves Kimpachi. But um, yeah, I've mainly just I've been kind of doing whatever. I started playing Dark Souls again because I really wanted some like very difficult uh, games. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I'm almost done with one, and I'm gonna jump into two and then do three. And then probably do Bloodborne after that because I'm I'm very hyped for Elden Ring, so I kind of want to get my souls fixed a little little kind of you know dip my toes in get get the get the, the feet appetizer wet. yeah uh, kind of get myself used to souls again because I haven't played one in a while mm-hmm. um, so now with Elden Ring about to come out I'm like sick the second one I've never had a desire to beat at all I never have a desire to beat it I just have a desire to at least like get as far as I can and then when I feel satisfied dip 
Yeah. Three, however, I fucking love. Yeah, that's like the perfect Souls experience. That and Bloodborne, I think, are just perfect of those genres. Because, yeah, holy shit. And then the Demon Souls remake on PS5. It's also phenomenal. Yeah, that one. Also way more fucking difficult. Yeah, but it's also the best looking of all of them, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Very good. Um, But, yeah, I've... uh, I went back into Pokemon because Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl uh, came out and I was like, cool, uh, we'll play these on the seven hour car ride up to uh, where the fuck I went, uh, Alabama. <coughs> and um, do you have a working copy of either Diamond or Pearl? I have both of them, but cool. uh, that's pretty dumb uh, because if my switch was hacked, I could just buy one and have them both. Yep. So, but you already own them, right? Mm-hmm. Don't buy the remake. The remake. Oh, the, okay. Yep. Okay, I see what you're saying. Do I you did have, buy the remakes. Well, okay. Okay. Well, no. What I mean is, do you have the original Diamond and Pearl? Uh, Working I have, copies of either of them. I have platinum. Okay. Well, so that's, that's different. That's what I need. Okay. I don't so, like that um, four-hour gap. So, all right. Let me explain a thing about Diamond and Pearl's remake. Mm-hmm. So you know how Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire implemented a lot of emeralds content where like pokemon placement or like other things where they're like oh we're gonna give you some more right, the delta episode like the, that was like, there was more stuff in mm-hmm. this game all right so you know you know how diamond and pearl is right mm-hmm. all right so you take that put it on the switch make it look chibi done oh yeah they added that cheryl section in eternal woods that's done. Mad disappointing. <laughs> so you know how um in in the original Diamond and Pearl, you have Infernape and mm-hmm. Rapidash as your fire types. Yeah. Congratulations. That's the same shit. Great. It's literally faithful to a fault. Diamond and Pearl remakes. Now there are some obvi- added benefits. They're not nearly as slow at the health draining. Mm-hmm. Like holy shit. There's a video that showed like a level 100 Chansey being beat by a level 100 Infernape on the new gen and the old gen, and it took 20 seconds for the health bar to go down on the original, and it took less than a second in uh, the new ones. Nice. So it's definitely faster paced than the original, but but it sounds like that's the only real big change. I mean, obviously, you know, fairy typing is there for the, the Pokemon that have it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not like there's no Mega Evolutions. There's no Dynamaxing. There's no Z-Moves. It's Diamond and Pearl again. The thing that gets me, right, is this isn't even developed by Game Freak. It's, yeah, it's a, a whole different studio. That has doing... never developed a console game before this. Yep. That is ridiculous and to it me. shows. It very much feels like a mobile game. Also, you can run on the gyrus, like, you know, with the stick. Mm-hmm. The hit detection, where if you run into anything, you slow down like a snail. So if you, like, run into something, your character just hard stops. And I'm like, fucking shit. Anytime I'm indoors, I refuse to use the, the, the stick. It's just D-pad. And I run. I press the B button to run. Jeez. It's annoying as shit. Um, on the plus side... It's Diamond and Pearl. It's a great game. Yeah. Like, great gym leaders. It's really fun to... Well, great gym leaders. Um, it's really fun. I It's still Pokemon. So I get to see some of the some of my favorite Pokemon, like, redone. Um, obviously, people have very differing opinions on the chibi art style. I like it. I kind of like that it's, it feels very classic. Mm-hmm. Um, the games... 
the the balancing is pretty is pretty well except for the experience share because the original diamond and pearl is not fucking meant for that right um but other, i mean it's still it's it, bonus points cynthia is more difficult <laughs> that's nice to hear yeah like good fucking luck on that elite four except for uh flint because again he only has two fire types and then the rest are in octillery uh, low punny and uh, onyx or steelix and you're like you can wipe those oh no it's not hard but it's like dog why do you not have a fight you're the fire type elite four member you got two fire types he's like these are the only two i could find well it's funny because <laughs> once you hit national decks then you get magmar and magma because remember they gave magmar a fucking evolution and a like that's got true Warner. he got a mega too didn't he uh i don't know about that Houndoom is in the game he got a mega yeah but guess what don't get those till after you beat the game and since because you can't have pokemon that you can't catch on people's teams yeah fuck you we're putting uh infernape and rapid ashes his only fire types same with Volkner. his electric type gym is fucking small and he's got extra so it's again it's diamond and pearl remade very close to the original to a fault and they added a couple things like the cheryl in like eternal forest you have to walk with her and do double battles and shit mm-hmm that didn't need to be there, but they put that in because they're like, no, but this is from Platinum. You like Platinum, right? And I'm like, yeah, but like, I like Giratina and that shit. I just can't wait for the season pass to come out. Oh, they're, that not, contains... they're not going to do one because guess what? You find Giratina the same spot he was in in Diamond and Pearl in the cave, just chilling there doing jack all. Great. So I don't think they're going to do anything else with this game. I think they're made to be remade and they're going to fucking dip. Well... I'll say this. Arceus better be fucking great. Dude, just be better than every 3D era Pokemon game. Uh, yeah. Because that's the thing. Like, And this is where I'm going to get onto my big tirade I told you I was going to do. I've, I've been thinking a lot. I've been watching a lot of video essays and like replaying some of the games back. I've, I do think Gen 5 ruined Pokemon because they went too far as to different differentiate themselves to make like a new era of Pokemon mm-hmm. that they got such a negative backlash that they that went they, the complete they went, opposite yeah, they, direction. They went safe because X and Y with the, like mega evolutions I think are cool, but they're very safe games. Yeah. A mega Ruby off Sapphire, very safe remakes, but I sun and moon, however, and ultra sun and ultra moon, I actually think are great. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great story. There's difficulty. The games are built around the experience share, so you don't feel like you're overleveled like a motherfucker. Um, and then Ultra Sun Ultra Moon is legitimately difficult. Yeah, fuck you with that Ultra Necrozma shit. Holy yeah. fuck. <clears throat> I, I'll i maintain that Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire are the best like 3D ones that they've done, but I don't think it holds a candle to like the uh heart gold and soul silver as best remake yeah so even even fire and leaf green like fire and leaf green's existence make it to where you go why the fuck would i play red and blue again yeah and that to me is the best the best thing you could say about a remake where it makes the original obsolete mm-hmm. why the fuck would i play gold and silver heart gold and soul silver right the fuck there yeah you know what i mean there's mountains of more things to do the thing is with this one i'm gonna go play platinum why the fuck would I play these Switch games again? And that's that's what sucks. It's like, I wanted that. I'm cool with them doing a weird art style, but like, 
make it to where I don't want to go back to the originals. I want to go back and play Platinum. I want to go back and play Diamond and Pearl even. But like, and that's what gets me is that when are they going to remake Gen 5, right? I'm worried about that. I, I've said this, right? If, if you're super cool with giving it to someone else, like obviously you're, you're cool with that now. Give it to the Octopath devs. Dude, that would be perfect. If you want to keep that, because I think Gen 5 still holds up as an art style because the the pixelated Pokemon, the the movement they do and the moves I think are great. Just give it to the, the Octopath Triangle Strategy people and have them do it. And then, boom, you get still that 16-bit really cool, cool stuff. And then it, it gets like the Unreal Engine treatment. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro, could you imagine Unova and that fucking engine? That would Holy be shit. so sick. But it's not going to happen because they're just going to do another fucking mobile company doing it. But, you know. Of course. But, like, that even fits with, like, because Gen 5 had the most meshing of 3D models and 2D pixels. Mm. And if they gave that to the Octopath devs, oh, my God. I think it would be, I think it'd actually be really good because also they would look at the source material and try to really, really put that into perspective because mm-hmm. again i think gen 5 is one of the best they've ever done i agree like platinum is my favorite game but gen 5 fires on all cylinders in both of its games so i yeah and i fucking look i hate x and y but that's just because i think those games are so cookie cutter boring yeah they're like the force awakens where it's yeah it's pokemon with a little bit of new and my opinion on Force Awakens has very much declined over the years. So same with X and Y. When I first played it, I'm like, yeah, it's Pokemon and in the 3D. And it's like, yeah, this game's great. Yeah, all right. And they're, they're there. God, I fucking hate X and Y. Yeah. So speaking of which, I have a story from when I was working at the Spring Hill GameStop. Ooh, fun. Um, these kids came in to trade in a, like their two switches with their mother. These kids were like 10-ish. Um, I was taking the trade in. Devony was there with me, like packaging some games or something. And uh, I was like, "So, what are you guys looking to put these towards?" And they were like, "Oh, we want 3ds's." I was like 3ds's. What do you want 3ds's? And they were like, "Oh, we want to play some of the old, like OG Pokemon games, like Pokemon X." And I, I was like, I was going to scan the console, and I just stopped. And I just like I could feel something shatter in my brain where this child thought Pokemon X was the OG Pokemon experience, and I wanted to kill myself really bad. I mean, I guess they could say, "Well, it's a 3DS game," and granted, they can play the DS line, but that still hurts. Yeah. Holy fuck. Well, I mean, I guess because like when you think about it, fucking X and Y didn't come out till 2013 doesn't feel like it but yeah it's been a minute yeah the passage of time is scary well i think we feel now that they should be faster because now pokemon is on yearly yeah where something is coming out every year i i dude i think legends arceus because it's not going to be what people think it is they've already said it's not an open world game it's like open area for a la monster hunter and i'm i'm fine with yeah. that but like my, my thing is like give me a good story and Give me like give me a reason to explore that's not just fill a Pokedex. Yeah, that was like one of my favorite things about Black and White is that every time you went off and explored shit, there was reasons to, but also there were story elements for it. So like, like like my favorite thing about Black and White is that the champion battle wasn't a thing you did after you won. 
Mm-hmm. You fought the champion because N was the champion because he said if I become champion, I can do something about my my dreams. And you're like, dude, fuck. Mm-hmm. So when you go fight him in the champion, and then when you beat him, and then the fucking Team Plasma Castle just fucking wrecks in, and you're like, holy shit. There's stakes, and there's an they, actual, they, like... They meshed the story together mm-hmm. with your journey as a Pokemon trainer versus Sword and Shield's, hey, the end of the world's happening. Don't worry, kids. Go do your thing. We'll let the adults handle it. Sun and, and the, Moon and was then the finally, worst about that. Well, yeah, that too. But, like, my favorite in... uh. And fucking Sword and Shield is is they quite literally everybody's like why are they getting ten year olds to do this and then they made a game where like yeah why are we go do your go go be go be kids go do your thing we'll handle this and then it gets down to hey the adults couldn't handle it let me do it send in the child well it's like it's so funny to me because like it's very clearly like because like Japan has this thing with like all their media like anime and stuff has to has to be catered towards like you know teenagers and kids because like that's why every main character is a high school student yeah um but it's like it's so funny to me that like oh yeah we're gonna do uh like you're a child like you're at most 15 years old Mm -hmm. and like leon who's like 27 and all his buddies they couldn't handle it so you the child have to go in and be like i'm the chosen one i guess because, like, that one, they literally were like, hey, the story's happening over here. You go do your thing over there. Yeah, that that well, doesn't make a really good story. fucking <laughs> annoying. And then, on like, as much as I love Sun and Moon, that story is Lily's the main character. You're just kind of here with her. Uh-huh. Because we couldn't have a voice protagonist in a Pokemon game. We have to give you the option of male and female, and they're silent. So, here you go. But Lily's the protagonist. And you're like, I get it, I guess. But that fuck. That more than anything has been grinding me with Pokemon for the last couple of years. Because when Sword and Shield came out, I was so excited. I thought it was gonna be like the next step. Why the fuck isn't there voice acting? I got home, popped in my switch into the dock, and I was like, Alright, here we go. Started it up, the professor starts speaking, his mouth is very clearly moving, but no sound is coming out, and I was like, Oh, it's one of those. Well, like I understand that's a that's a huge budgetary thing because I don't know if you know this. Game Freak is trying to do what most people I don't think can, which is try to make these games for as little as they can because they have because now the Pokemon Company wants this bitch out every year. Yeah, so they're having to now force a lot of shit. Again, Game Freak themselves also are to blame, but I think the Pokemon Company also has something to blame because they. Everything, because remember, everything is around the games. Yeah. But in a way, we're like, oh, well, with the release of a game, well, then we can do the anime, the trading cards, and everything. So every time there's a new generation, stuff happens. And then when they do things like um, Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, they can do stuff around that. And then when they do things like Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, here's a special edition Palkia Dialga box set of cards. And, oh, we're going to do a movie kind of based around it or some shit and whatever. But, like, it's so annoying Cause like, could you imagine if like, they got like a good three years, to really sit down and like make a Pokemon game? Yeah, like like could, we probably would get the game we've all been thinking of for years, like the Breath of the Wild, fully voice acted, um, excellent like story game. And I think that's that's a good way to mark where Pokemon is, because back in the day it was like, okay, new game comes out, game is fucking phenomenal. You know, you love the Pokemon because the game is good and you get attached to these Pokemon. You want to buy their cards. You want to see them in the new movie. But now it's just like, okay, the game is out. We crunched and 
push these Pokemon out. So now the good content is the side shit, like the cards, which everybody is loving. The art is amazing. But the lore that those cards are coming from is very, very well, weak. And then they'll do the the show, which now the show, I don't know what the show is doing now. I don't even think they did. They go to to uh, what are we on? Geller. Yeah, because Journey was the big one. That's yeah, their, the, and, and it's Netflix who's doing it. Sun and Moon. The anime for that one was fucking incredible. Was it? Yeah. Okay, I want to watch it because I've heard great things about it. They so I want to actually. They do changed it. the art style completely. Well, yeah, because I, I remember that was a thing. Because I remember. Um, there was like a visceral reaction of either really love or really hate. Um, no one, no one was mixed on the art style for that one. But they, on that, it's like apparently it works really well because we've had the same art style for fucking years. Yes, and they, they brought back the lore of the Pokemon anime. Like characters come back, Pokemon come back. He, Misty and Brock show up in the region to like help out and shit, and it's like. Well, apparently, uh, and, uh, spoilers, I guess, if you want to watch the anime, he actually wins the championship. Yeah, he was finally the Pokemon champion. He did it. And then he still said, fuck that, I'm going to go on a journey again. Yeah. I, I want to watch Journey because I don't know anything about it. But I know Sun and Moon was like, if you've ever been a fan of the Pokemon anime at all, you should watch it. So I'm going to watch that at some point. There's some like legitimate emotional episodes, too. Like There's one about a Litten, I think, that uh, just like dies his dad dies under a bridge or something mm. they don't even show ash until like the very end of the episode because they're just doing like the opening of ori with this litten <laughs> i'm i'm very excited to to get into it because yeah i've heard great things about sun and moon people liked x and y when it came out because you finally had a girl who was super into ash and ash had teeth <laughs> yeah <laughs> you, you had a girl who was super into ash who like actually like who was vehemently into him yeah. Where it was like, Misty was just kind of like, I would never, because she's a tomboy Sundere. Yeah. But this girl was like, hi. <laughs> a- another cool thing about X and Y was like, you could, they they made a point to be like, okay, Ash isn't the champion, but what he's doing to raise his Pokemon is very different from what everyone else has been doing with mm. all the love and care and everything. That's why he gets the Greninja form and everything. But, like, I feel like that was where they started the break convention, and the Pokemon company wasn't very into it. So when Sun and Moon came around, they were like, okay, X and Y kind of worked. We got more viewership with that. Just go fucking nuts. Yeah. Because, yeah, Sun and Moon, I think, and it it nailed it. Because I I think Sun and Moon's story is really good. And having a central character in Ash Mm -hmm. probably would push that forward more. Yeah. Um, did they do any of the ultra content? Like, did they have Necrozma or was it just Solgaleo? I, th- I think there is a season of ultra. Because well, I know, I know there's ultra sun and moon legends or whatever the fuck or ultra legends. Or what I the think fuck. that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Because I know at least according to Netflix, they have the whole sun and moon show. Um, and it's two seasons. Um, but yeah, well, cause I wanted to know like how they, how they do that. Cause in, uh, for the anime, the Diamond and Pearl anime is just Diamond and Pearl, and then they did the Giratina movie, right? For Platinum's content, and uh, then they did the Arceus movie to kind of go like, "Hey, Arceus is here," and they've they've kind of done that with a lot of stuff. Um, I I'm waiting for them to put them all on uh on uh, Netflix. Have you seen um they they put out an app on Switch recently that is just a Pokemon streaming service? Is it like Pokemon TV? Yes. It's all, I know it's on, on the phone. I haven't downloaded it, but they they have a lot of stuff on there. They even have the um, the anime that's about red. 
That's oh, on there. The, the the origins or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's on there. Fuck, that, that was, was on YouTube though, wasn't it? Too. I th- I think that's how I watched it originally, but I think they have the dub on there too. Um, I just looked it up because I was trying to find the uh, if Sun and Moon was split into two seasons. It doesn't look like it is, but one thing that they do have on here is the Secret of the Jungle movie, which is basically Pokemon Tarzan. And I've seen some uh, some clips from it. The animation and that's great. So I'm gonna have to watch that. I'm, I'm very. Did you watch Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution? The 3D. I did. The Pokemon looked incredible, but the humans looked like Uncanny Valley I, shit. I, I, I watched the trailer and I was like, oh god. <laughs> yeah, the Ash turning to stone didn't hit as hard when I was like, this kid's gonna murder me in my sleep. I think they should just like re-release that movie, like reanimate it. Give it to, like, Gynax or something like that. Well, because, like, I, I for one, think, like... So there's a reason... Because there, there's a reason why I like Pokemon, right? Like, it's obviously the cool shit over the years. I obviously really love the... I love all of the, like nostalgic callbacks like the the og anime with its theme song um the poker rap of course the poker rap um but like there's a reason why like i get it's for kids Mm -hmm. but a lot of other content that's for kids has kind of tried to not divide the fan base but give stuff for older viewers yes or older older people Whereas Pokemon seems to be saying, yeah, fuck all you guys, and is, like, aggressively going towards the kids. Where you have things like the new games being super easy mm-hmm. to the point where it's annoying. And, or they'll do, uh, like, the anime is, which, granted, they have some good good stuff, but it's very clear they're for kids. They can't get too dark, even if they want to. Um obviously the cards can be for everybody but like it's very clear their target market and that's what we were obviously we were kids when we got into pokemon so i can't blame them yeah but a lot of those tend to grow with their audience while also being newcomer friendly pokemon seems to be going the opposite where it's like no no no, newcomer friendly that's it's kind of ironic that digimon has become the polar opposite of pokemon in that aspect because when they both started around the same time everyone was like oh digimon's just off-brand pokemon but now Digimon is still taking Ty and aging him along with the kids that watched that first season when it was coming on TV. Well, like, all of the different, like, Digimon movies mm-hmm. and, like, the games, they are very There's a clear- new TCG out now. They're very clearly meant for, hey, if you've ever been into Digimon, you'll like this. Yeah. And it's cool. Like, I've actually wanted to watch a lot of the newer Digimon anime, because, like, they seem really sick. Like, what was it, Try? Was like the big one. Yeah, that was the one that everybody was talking about. I'm, I'm, I want to see more Digimon. Like, I want, I want to see a lot of these shows come back and like do. Like, I want to see. Like, that's why I like Detective Pikachu is because yeah, it was for kids. But it's also like there was a lot in there. Where I'm like, yeah, this I enjoy this. This was there was actually some smart jokes, things in there made sense, and I was like, this is really, really good. I want to see that with Pokemon. Like, that's why I liked. Um, what was it like the journeys and origins and now evolutions these like small anime projects that are like oh we're gonna do we're gonna like kind of animate some of the game stuff mm-hmm. like do you remember the, the black and white 2 anime trailer 
Dude, I... That shit's so good. I still go back and watch that trailer. It's so good. And it's like, fuck, it makes you hype for that game. And then, like, yeah, you go to, uh... Like, yeah, Origins being Red's whole thing. And then seeing Evolutions and, uh, whatever the other thing was. Where it's like, oh, we're gonna show you Gary fighting Giovanni. We're gonna show you, uh... My favorite one is Giratina coming out and mm-hmm. and kidnapping Cyrus and taking him to the the distortion world. And you're like this is so sick. And like that's what I'm into cuz that's it's literally taking my childhood and from from game to screen making them great. And I'm like this is awesome. I the one thing that I've always wanted from them since I started reading it was for them to adapt the Pokemon Adventures manga into yeah. an anime. Because there's so much content for that. They could get a shitload of episodes. There's one for every game, including Yellow. Yeah. I want to. I actually want to buy a lot of that manga just, just to have. But, like, it, also, it it's fucking dark, dude. Well, yeah. Well, and that's what's funny about it is that, like, yeah, these are... These are pretty much the, the game canon, but in, like, manga format where it's not Ash. Yeah. And I'd be very interested because I, I want to see... Like if if I if like if if Nintendo came to me right mm-hmm. and I had to make a Pokemon anime, I would do Red and Blue, as an anime. Have a very selectively mute kid, uh, be become just like a quiet kid. Yeah, and like I would I would take it to where this happens over the course of like two years. Yeah, because and, and you and you make Team Rocket an actual villain organization. Give a reason why Giovanni wants to do what he's doing, and go from there. And who knows? Maybe have the the twist be Giovanni's his actual dad. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. But then the game ends with Red beating Blue or Gary, and like he becomes a champion. And then like the post credit scene is like there's like a newspaper saying the champion is missing, and it's it's like the newspaper headline says like Johto News Network or whatever the fuck. So then season two is Gold and Silver, and Dude. then it ends with because that would obviously be like two seasons or however many of like it's the Johto part, then the Kanto part. And the final episode is the battle with Red. And it's like you get gold and red fighting, and then then you go to Hoenn, and like I would connect them all, because I don't actually know when when the games take place. There's apparently an actual timeline, yes, where they take place, and so I would do that, where it's like have these things interact with each other, maybe, um, like do, when you do because black and white, I think takes place, uh, I think it's the latest, yes, I think that's in the, correct in the uh, the original timeline, yeah. So I. I I think the best way to do that, they already have Origins. Just make Origins gold and silver, and then continue from there. Red Mega evolves his Charizard on the mountain, and then gold is like, what the fuck is that thing? <laughs> it better be the blue one. It's got to be the blue and black one. Oh, it, that's the sickest yeah, shit. Obviously. That's the sickest shit. Have like, you seen that fight in the anime where he goes to fight Mewtwo? Uh, I think so. I, he, I need to rewatch those because those are really good. Basically, the way it goes, for those that haven't seen it, is... um. He he completes the Pokedex completely, and then Professor Oak is like, "Hey, there was some shit that happened up on like Mount Fuji or whatever. There was a lab that got broken out Mount of Mount Fuji. <laughs> <laughs> There's some sort of bio freak Pokemon hiding in a cave. You're the only one that can stop it. Take this little rock with you; it'll help." And then uh, he like Mewtwo blasts Articuno and all these other Pokemon. He's just like screaming like a monster, and it's kind of scary. And then Red and Charizard both fall into like the the river, and then he mega evolves, and it's the sickest thing ever. I'm gonna watch these. Like, fuck, that's so sick, right? I see. That's what I want. Like, look, I like Ash as much as the next guy. He's an idiot, but like, I also love that again because it's a kid show. Ash has stayed consistently ten. 
Yeah. <clears throat> so if you want to go by technically timelines, all of Pokemon has happened in a year. Yeah. But then but then you actually break it down and how many days ellipse in the in the shows and it's like he should be like almost 20. <laughs> like he should be an adult by now. Yeah. And honestly, I'm going to be real. I think Journeys, the new one, should have said fuck Ash and gone with this new kid. Yeah, cuz I think what they what they tried to do was be like, okay, here's Ash and Go and we're going to eventually phase Ash out in favor of Go. They haven't done that cuz Ash is still here. They should have done like, main character. like some Yu-Gi-Oh! GX type of thing where well, Ash is just like a legend at this point. It's funny because like also another thing about Go is it, it's like this is the first time we haven't had the female character along with it. Yeah. And the way the way they are animating Go makes me feel like he was originally meant to be the female character. Mm-hmm. But then I guess somebody in, in Mr. Marketing was like, well, no, he got to be a guy. Cause, well, whatever. And because there, there are moments where like he blushes very hard. And does a lot of like feminine esque like things, but then in other animated parts, like especially later, he's more like a standard boy again. Standard boy, <laughs> you know what I mean for 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 you know animation and whatnot. Pokemon got their own Juzo now. Yeah, I low key thought Juzo was a girl, like I mean, off. Might rip. as well be now, but like snippy snippy. <laughs> probably did too. Oh, there was a panel where uh, the Madam A or whatever. Was like, oh, you look so cute as a girl. Here, lean back, and then she like takes some shears, and it shows her hand between his legs under this dress, and it's fucked up. Yeah. So, but no, yeah, he's he is a dude, and so yeah, they didn't show that in the anime, by the way. <laughs> so you don't know that's a thing. Yeah. But yeah, um, it's it's very yeah. I don't I I want them to do. I just want them to do something new. Like same with like Pokemon. Like I like I like the idea of Mega Evolutions and. Dynamaxing Foxy moves. Um, yeah. But like, I don't give a shit. Like, I feel I, like they killed Mega Evolution way too early. What I think they need to do is say fuck. Like, that's why I'm excited for Arceus. Fuck gym leaders. Fuck all that shit. Like, Legends Arceus is, as I hope, is going to be on the level of like Coliseum and XD, where we can get more of those games. That's why I want this game to be good, because if, if people buy it and show they want more of this type, we might get a remake of Coliseum. That would be great. And then we get more of these, because Coliseum's great, because it's like, fuck this whole, like, gym leader challenge shit. You just, you're, you're literally fighting criminals, black market criminals, mm-hmm. and this underground, like, secret underground, like, it's awesome. I want to see that shit. Like, say, fuck it. Fuck the gym leaders. Here's a Pokemon story where you're you're a dude, just a regular washed-up fucker who doesn't have a Pokemon, gets a Pokemon, and now gets dragged into a journey that doesn't have to do with gym leaders. Or maybe it could. Maybe instead of fighting the gym leaders like for gym badges, you help them out or you do whatever. Maybe you become your own gym leader. I don't know. That would be dope. Like, do something interesting. Because we've had the same formula for 25 years. Yeah. It's getting stale to where when Mega Evolutions came out, it was literally like the reason I got into it was because it was the one piece of new content that I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. They added a fairy type, and I was like, this is interesting. And then I didn't care after one gen. Neither did they. Clearly. But yeah, no, I I can rant about Pokemon forever just because I've been like replaying them, and I'm like, fuck, dude. Platinum's great. Black and White's great. Emerald's great. Like... God, Pokemon is so good. Like, even the new games, like, they're good. Like, Sword and Shield is still a good game. Mm-hmm. But fuck, is it 
not as good as the previous. Yeah. Like, I like Sun and, Sun and Moon. I was about to say Sun and Shield. <laughs> Sun and Moon. Um, These two specifically. Yeah, Sun and Shield specific. I love Sun and Moon. I think it's great. I love the story. Um, I think Ultra Sun and Moon is also really good. It kind of fucks the story up a little bit. But I, was, I was really excited for that one, for the Rainbow Rocket stuff. And then I heard they fumbled it a bit. I actually liked the Rainbow Rocket stuff. I think it was fun. Like, that game was actually pretty fun. The Looker was back for it. Like... I, again, I think Ultra Sun, I think Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. There's a reason why there's some Kanto pandering in these gens, is because remember Sun and Moon came out when the Pokemon Go craze came out. Yeah. So when they did Ultra Sun Ultra Moon, they brought back Team Rocket because everybody knows Team Rocket, right? So like, I think there's very clear like, I get it, I'm sick of it, but I get it. Also, why the fuck does Leon have a Charizard as his main Pokemon? Yeah. He's in Galar, motherfucker. Give him not Charizard. <laughs> Yeah, Charizard is one of the weakest starters. So having a champion that is like, oh, my Charizard is my trump card, it's kind of weak. I mean, his Charizard new, f- what was it? Like, you set up Sunny Day. Sunny it's Day. Good. Or like, what was it? Oh, yeah, it, it knew like, his Charizard knew a grass type move that that did like, uh, it did like, it knew Solar Beam, I think, or some shit where it's like, if the, if the sun is out, uh, it does more. Okay. And so it's like his team was set. His Charizard was really well bred. But like Don't say that. Fuck you. <laughs> the internet's ruined the word breeding and shit because like I've been I've been Pokemon breeding since I was a kid. Uh... <clears throat> so eat a dick. <laughs> nah, it is what it is. Like I Apparently Nexomon's really good. So I'm gonna check that out. I I have Extinction, but I don't have Nexomon. Yeah, I don't I don't know what the first I don't know how is the first one on Switch or is it just Extinction? It Extinction came out on Switch first, and then I think they ported the original to Switch, and that came out second. But it's out now. I want to get them because I've heard great things about them. They're actually really fun. It's apparently kind of humorous, where it knows it's mm-hmm. a video game, and it kind of makes some fun jokes about how. We're very clearly ripping off something else. Yeah, um, I like so that. So I, I'm, I'm gonna get into it and see if it's any good because I've heard great things about it. But man, it, there's a reason why Pokemon is able to get away with the shit that they do is because they're the only ones. Yeah, and they're the biggest media franchise in the world, so they don't have to try much. Yeah, I, I will. I'm probably gonna get back into the anime though because I wanna. The, the entire Indigo League is, is on Netflix, so mm-hmm. I might just for nostalgia, rewatch that. And then, yeah, actually give Sun and Moon a chance. Because I didn't give it a chance when it came out. So I think now I probably should. I think that was the last one that wasn't a spinoff that I actually completed was OG Sun and Moon. You didn't watch any of the Ultra Legends one or whatever? I bought it, and then I got to the part where you go to the Academy or whatever for the tutorial stuff, and I was like, I'm not doing this again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's funny because Ultra Sun and Moon is actually way less padded than regular Sun and Moon. Ironic. <laughs> no, it's it's funny because that that's how I've been playing all these games. Like I didn't even start playing Diamond like the Diamond Horror remakes, like a normal Pokemon game. I just went straight into a Nuzlocke. Damn. <laughs> Was I already played Diamond and Pearl? Yeah. So I'm like, fuck it. And so I went Nuzlocking, and that's where I'm at now. I've lost my first run because I was a dumbass and fought those two kids in the trainer school because mm. this Abra had a fucking energy ball and knocked my <laughs> Empoleon out, and I went fuck. So I lost my starter already and i was like i fucking hate this shit so i restarted grabbed infernape because i'm like i'm not using rapidash and there you go i'm i've beaten gardenia and i'm on my way nice but yeah no i mean 
it's still fun because it's still Pokemon. Like, I still love Pokemon. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for that new thing, and I'm really hoping Legends Arceus is that new thing. I think that's where everyone's hopes are right I now. I hope Legends becomes a thing where it's like, yeah, we can get a couple mainline Pokemon games, but we get another Legends. That would be great. Like, show us that Pokemon War that new Lieutenant Surge was a part of. Yes. Pokemon Warriors. <laughs> Call of Duty Kanto. <laughs> You're going in mowing down fucking Rhydon, just like Ugh! it's just a sea of dead Raditas in front of you. There's a fucking like a, a Machamp running at you. <laughs> that would be horrifying. Yeah, for real. Like, oh, dude, I'd want to see like a legit war. Like, I want, I want to, I want, I want somebody to do an R-rated Pokemon thing because I think it'd be hilarious. Yeah, that would be so funny. Speaking speaking of Pokemon, I was gonna I'm gonna probably start playing that Radical Red ROM because mm. apparently that one adds fairy typing, a lot more trainers and stuff, and there's like a lot of cool shit to do in it. So I'm like very interested in like checking that out. Um, so I might play that. Let you know how you let you know how that goes. But nice. Yeah, dude. We in return, I'll start playing mm. Moe Mon. <laughs> That's the creepiest one. Where <laughs> Somebody spent so much time. Somebody on that. was like, I'm, you know what's really cool? Cute little girls. You know what else is really cool? Pokemon. I'm gonna put them together. And then you're playing it going, I feel really creepy. <laughs> yeah. I watched one video where someone did a let's play and they literally were like, I f- this feels illegal. Yeah, I mean it kinda is. It's just a game about child slavery at that point. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I'm gonna capture little girls and pokeballs and make them fight each other <laughs> it's terrifying yeah anyway uh i think that's all the time we have actually we had news stories and you know what fuck it i'll end with one of them uh, japanese news site gametsu has heard that a chrono cross uh remaster is coming of course not chrono trigger chrono that, cross that that's where the of course comes from because yeah. if they do chrono trigger the expectations are way too high. Well, like, case in point, like, people will probably go like, oh, do Final Fantasy remake levels of remake. And then some say, no, fuck you, keep it the same. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Chrono Chrono Trigger is too m- I Just re-release it, dog. That's all I can- Just do that. Just put it in the uh, the style of Octopath and re-release put it. Put everything in the style of Octopath. That's <laughs> fucking game's Everything great. that has a pixel in it, which is everything. Yeah. Make it Octopath. Dude, I'm so excited for Triangle Strategy. Holy fuck. Me too. I'm going to dive deep into that one. God, I'm so... I, I, Octopath definitely had some pacing problems because you had to fucking do eight different stories. But God, Triangle Strategy, like, just based on the demo alone, I'm like, oh, I'm in, bro. I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to lose some hours to this one. I just remembered that Pokemon already had a crossover with Dynasty Warriors. Pokemon Conquest. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It was their Fire Emblem game. Yeah. I forgot that was a thing. We also got a Pokin. I forgot Pokin was a thing. Pokin's great. I would love to see another one of those. A Pokemon fighting game was great, and of course, Garchomp was the fucking best one in that whole fucking game. Yeah. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, It's been a good one. We didn't get too many news stories, because I think we we both just kind of really got into some topics we liked. Yeah. These are always the best ones. And we've been off for a week, so we haven't been able to talk much. Yeah. Gotta have one of these every once in a while. And I honestly like this a bit better. Like, I, I like doing news stories, but only if they were, like, really... Because we've kind of added some news stories that are, like... We just added it to add it. Yeah. And it felt like padding for time. So I kind of like when we can talk about stuff we, like, really enjoy. 
which is why at some point, I don't know when, that Final Fantasy Remake uh, <laughs> podcast will happen, and we're gonna we're both gonna really, really go through and see see what we think about the game like a year and a half out. Yeah, I'm excited for that. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, okay. Uh, all whatever our sayings are, yeah, you you know the deal. Uh, as always, take it sleazy. <laughs>